today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. Harvey Levin here. Fabian here. Derek here. So, uh, Elon Musk uh, started the week with an ominous tweet, and it seems to be connected to the war in Ukraine. Yep. And he seems to be saying the Russians are out to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's actually good that he clarified this because before he added the context of the Russians, that that tweet that he sent out, it, the tweet we should just say says, if I die under mysterious circumstances, it's been nice knowing you. He tweeted that, I believe, yesterday at some point. He left that tweet up for a while on its own. People didn't know what he was referring to. Shortly thereafter, not shortly thereafter, but at some point thereafter, he tweeted like, a transcript like a, it was like something sent in russia and he translated it to english it was from i think the the guy who heads up the russian space, space agency. agency yeah and apparently that guy had sent that out to russian media and and elon became privy to that we should say what it is yeah. so this guy who runs the spe- the russian space agency essentially attacked elon saying that that, involved in- that he was he was basically with Starlink. He was keeping the internet strong in Ukraine, right. which, which they was saw. vital, vital right. by the way, in fighting the war against Russia because it's all it's communication. So here's what uh, here's what this dude did. He sent this to Russian media, right. warning Elon, you will be held accountable like an adult. No matter how much you pl- you play the fool, and 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 the reason that uh, they that they they see this as sort of like a an official position from Elon is they they were saying they they see this as you were in cahoots with the U.S. You were in cahoots in sort of helping Ukraine in an official capacity, which we see as sort of like an act of war. That's kind of how I took well, it. Well, right? yeah, but but there's what there's one other thing that <laughs> Elon has reason to say what he said because. The Russian government tends to assassinate people they don't like. Yeah. They have assassinated people over and over and over again all over the world. And, um, you know, you could laugh at this and say, well, Elon's just, but here's the deal. He Elon, actually might be trolling. I, I well, really don't know. Well, he may be trolling, this. but they, they do disappear people in Russia. They, right. don't they the kill them. They, no, they, not, they kill them. They, yeah, they, they, they don't have the same protection. They disappear people in, in Russia, not in the USA. Like, well, they killed they they killed this guy who was outside of Russia. What's his name? Or they tried Navalny. Navalny, where where they? He, I think he was in Germany, and they poisoned him, and then they poisoned him a second time. And he was just a journalist. And then there lawyer. was another guy. Remember at the airport that all of a sudden got attacked and died. The the Russians are the Russian government. They're monsters. <clears throat> and it makes sense that Elon would say this. It is important to note that Elon posted this six minutes after the guy from the Russian space agency sent his uh, report out to the Russian media. Right. So it's linked. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. And, and and this is, I mean, partly you're right. This is Elon's sort of persona on Twitter is to sort of say these things, but he's also putting it out there that uh, he's been threatened by a, an official in Russia. I mean, right. this guy is not a nobody. He's not, he's not a rabble rouser. He's the chief of Russia's space, space agency. He's an right. actual member of government who is saying sort of these very inflammatory things about a very public figure. So Elon put it out there. He did it sort of half trolling, but yeah. there's a real danger so, here when so you're I, messing I, with I, the Russian I, government. I have a question for you. Should the should the Biden administration look if if this guy would have gone after a member of Congress, um, a senator, say, um, I think the Biden administration would say something. Elon Musk has affirmatively helped Ukraine, Ukraine fight this war. And now there is a threat against Elon. Should should the Biden administration say something to defend Elon? No, 
<laughs> I don't think they can. I think they're in a very tough situation. They ha- they have had to play this situation in Russia and Ukraine so carefully because they don't want to start World War III. And if you start sort of uh, saber rattling with the Russians right. over comments from the space chief about Elon Musk, I think you might cross a red line Why? and might get us involved to, in to the say conflict. You better not start threatening our people. I mean, why not? Can, say, do you guys actually? Because, yeah. Do you guys think this threat is actual? Like, actually, re- I think it's hyperbole. I think it's hyperbole, and I think Elon knows it's hyperbole, and he's kind of leaning into it jokingly. This, he's not. His tweet is not supposed to be taken super seriously. He's a he's a troll, Harvey. This is what he does. But I think Dmitry Rogozin's tweet is serious. He's saying you are actually facilitating just the effort I mean, of our enemy, no, well, and they're it, not they're not happy about that. Fa- because fa- communications and, are what's and, helping and Fabian, the Ukrainian if, resistance. If if there were no history of Russians assassinating critics. Right. Then I would agree with you. Sure. And I also think Elon is not like cowering in a corner. Right. right I don't now. think he's I scared. Agree, I, I, I agree true. with you, but that doesn't mean that this isn't a threat given the 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 just the the treachery of the Russian government. Right. And I don't know. I mean, I guess what I'm saying about the the Biden administration is that, you know, look, Elon's a controversial guy. I'm not sure he should be as controversial as he is because Honestly, I think he's doing a lot of good. I really believe that. Mm. But um, he is a lightning rod, though. If you take a position that you like Elon Musk, you are on the other side of a lot of people these days. Because even just taking over Twitter, it is incredibly polarizing. He invited Mike Lindell back onto the platform. Well, no, no, no. But and and we're going to get into that. I mean, Mike Lindell is wacko. Yeah, but But he's in bed with those wackos. But he's well, I don't think he is. And we're going to get into that. Fair enough. You know what? It's a strange bedfellow you know situation is what it is. I'll yeah. tell you what. Yeah. This is the perfect time. We're going to do things out of order. <laughs> okay. We're going to get into Bill Maher and Twitter. Perfect. Because it relates to this. Um, I feel like he's been railing about this for at least a couple weeks now. He, he's been on the, he has. he's been sort of making the same monologue like twice. In a well, row. I think this was the best one he's done in a long time. I think this was so compelling that, you know, when you go back in time and you look at all of the cautions that people had back in, where is this? Orson I mean, Welles, is that what you're talking about? Or? No, 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 way before. 1858 with the New York no, Times. No, no, oh, no, no, You're no. talking about the early, early Yeah, things. I'm 1487? talking. 1487? Yes. <laughs> Twi- no, I think it was 1200. Oh, God. Now, where is this? It was the printing press. That's, that's yeah. the dark ages let's, right let, Let's play a little of this. But this idea that we can clean up Twitter and protect you from fake news and disinformation, it's so ridiculous. It's like fact-checking the graffiti on the bathroom wall of a dive bar. <laughs> We called this number, and we didn't have a good time. (laughs) People always lie. That's what people do. Every age is the misinformation age. So, okay, so he went into, going back to 1487, Mm. when the Pope cautioned against the misuse of the printing press Mm -hmm. and said that it was the source of, as they put it, as he put it, pernicious writing, right? which sounds like fake news, right? That's right. right. Back in 1487. Then he gets into 1858 with the Telegraph, where there were the New York Times worried that Americans couldn't handle uh, the transatlantic telegraph because, as it put it, it was superficial and too fast for the truth. Right. So he's saying the anxiety oh, over disinformation and misinformation is as old as our ability to disseminate information. The right. printing press was the first ability to spread information widely, and it immediately had problems with misinformation. Right. People were afraid at the time. Right. Right. But everyone talks about the freedom of the freedom of the press and freedom of speech as something to exchange ideas. What what people are saying Elon Musk is doing is inviting the worst of the worst who have 
bad ideas no, no, that no. we know are but bad it's ideas. Not, it's, no, see, I, that's what people are saying. Oh, no, I no. disagree with well, it. Well, no, but. no. I think you. Well, I think it's wrong. It's not inviting the people who are the extremists. It's allowing, allowing them, right. and there's a huge difference between the two. What he is saying is that we should be listening to assholes and have enough confidence in our ability to, to say, filter them out to filter them out right to filter tune, them, tune out. them out basically and, and as he says the you know the 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 discourse of society is filled with half truths quarter truths and how do you start parsing that and saying well this half truth we'll put on this half truth we don't right he said uh, what, what he had this most brilliant line God, I wish I were smart. Sometimes misinformation is history's first draft. Yes. Yeah. It's a good it's a good I line. wish I were he's, smart as this guy. He's very, very clever. The, the but no, no, no. But let's just dwell on that. That it is history's first draft. When you look at when you look at something recent with coronavirus, where, you know, we thought that the vaccine would prevent uh, infection. Right. And it doesn't, but it does something else that's beneficial. But it evolved. Um, mask wearing evolved. So when you talk about history's first draft. Allow the discourse, allow it to, I mean, look, you know, Twitter banned the idea that the virus emanated from a lab in China. Right. Now, all of a sudden, it's a, it's a viable theory. Right. If not a likely theory. Right. Like, yeah. and, but, but it's like when you start, here's what I don't want. I don't want a parent by, you know, the, whether it's Elon Musk or whoever runs Twitter, I don't want them to be my parent. Right. I don't want them to protect me from bad information. I want to be able to ferret it out. That's the point of free speech. Yeah. And you've got to tolerate abhorrent speech right. in I, order to maintain free speech. I'm with you, but let me play devil's advocate for, for a minute, for a minute. So when he says sometimes misinformation is history's first draft, a lot of people on the left are saying, so why are we going back to the wrong drafts? So we had a first draft of history that had Nazi propaganda. Why go back to that? Why not eliminate the early drafts right. if, that, if, that, are, if that we, know, we have proven to be wrong right. and we, we have progressed from and are only dangerous to, to indoctrinate new people and into to potentially old bad ideas. That is exactly. So, so that is what the, the left what? is saying. Those, is saying why Nazi I, I, ideas? Uh, right. We don't need them. And guess Do what? Do you need them? We don't need them. I, are they good? I need them so that I can discredit them so that you don't have people going in the back door indoctrinating people who are vulnerable, who aren't, don't have access to the discourse of here's what the Nazis say and here's how to debunk it. If you don't hear the debunkers right. because you didn't hear the initial statement, then the people with that initial statement are going to go through the back door and indoctrinate the most vulnerable people in our society. It's a good point. It, it's why you allow full discourse. And it's, I guess maybe yeah, it's, then it's they're a, in their silo echo chamber right. and you've lost them forever right. if you can't debunk them. To Harvey's point, it's I guess it's, it's better to see these abhorrent people out in the open. Yes. Put them in context them. and let us beat the idea. Yes. Yeah, I suppose. Yep. I, I don't that's tricky, but we'll move on. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, and Walmart, and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. So download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. 
<laughs> Fabian's got a live shot, so we're moving this along. Yeah. Um, okay, so I thought it was interesting that Travis Scott um, is fully back. Yeah, he is. I mean, we knew this was going to happen. He, he was booked for this performance at 11 in Miami this weekend for at least a couple weeks. Uh, and it came to fruition, and he delivered. And it was a full-blown... F- Travis Scott experience. He did not hold back. Did not hold back, was not shy, very high energy. Um, the place was packed. It was full of his celebrity friends and and just regular patrons as well. And he performed. He performed his ass off. And and I think you, you can sort of see the catharsis in him a little bit in some of our video that he, I think he was like, he feels like he's been sort of put on timeout. And, and I feel like he's, he feels like he's done his time. That's sort of what I sort of sense from all this. I was shocked that he didn't dip a toe back in and sort of turn it down a little bit. He was back to full force. It was. And I yeah. think that was a, a a risky move in some in some sure. sense to does tell it, the crowd does, to lose your mother effing minds. I mean, the last time the crowd lost their mother effing minds, it was a tragedy. Yeah. And he still went for it. Now, is that a good thing? Is it a bad thing? I don't know. I'm not going to give a does, value judgment. Does I just it, it help that nothing problem. happened? It yeah, really it helps that nothing happened. It but really it, helps. I, I would I would argue that Eleven is more of a controlled environment yeah. than a festival. He's got a he's got a festival and I think uh, he's headlining something summer. in South yeah in the summer of South uh, in South America. There's going to be thousands. No no no, a hundred thousand. Hundred thousand people are going to be in attendance for that, and he's going to headline something like that. That's going to be the real test. You're in a festival environment. Are you going to foster this kind of chaotic environment, or is he going to turn it down in that sort of setting? That's what I'm actually Yeah, you're right. About. Is this proof of concept for a larger setting, or does this mean that his performance style belongs in controlled, small settings going forward? I, I, it's a fair point, too. I, not a festival right. guy anymore. It's a hypothesis I, I, right there. Yeah. I, yeah, I yeah. do not see how you distinguish now. If Travis Scott did what he did over the weekend, where he was full throttle, yeah. I don't see— I, That seems to be him saying, I'm doing what I do. Because I don't know that he's going to do anything different at this performance. Whether he gives a caution at the beginning, I don't know. Whether they're more heads up, I don't know. But if he did this here... I don't see how he pulls back with 100. So let me ask you, if you control the venue that is the larger venue, do you do you still sign him up knowing that this is how Travis performs? Well, he only performs he at 100%. Up. Yeah, but is that a smart move? Do, right. Should those people bear responsibility if it goes poorly now that well, they've seen that he only does yes. that perform in one gear? Well, you know what happens if something really goes wrong the next time the venue is dead. Is dead. That's what it's a huge risk for yeah. the venue because Travis has shown I perform in fifth gear. That's right. it. I don't have different gears. I don't know how to perform in first, second, right. third. I perform this way. So to your point, I think think what the, the festival organizers might have to do to sort of offset that because they know Travis is uncontrollable, right? What they're going to ha- try to do, I think, is sort of control everything else around him. Security, the patrons, how many people are coming in. I know there's a high level, there's a high volume of people coming in, but I think they're going to try to like on, on all sides, just monitor everything and try to control that because they know they can't control the artist. And right. that goes Isn't a long it? way. If they right. take these precautionary right, measures good. and they, but they if there's one, there's one more, if there's, if there's one more death, just one more death in a Travis Scott show, that's the end for him. And I think just, I, I think it's the end for him at that point, which is which is a risky prospect for him too. Well, he needs to settle. Uh, you I don't should know. say it depends on the kind of death. If it's a drug related death, no. Agreed. Yeah, but if it's another if one, it's if, it's, if it's another death. concert if it's crush one thing, of those, if it's yeah, a concert it's crush over. thing, it's, it's him. Over. Roulette. It's yeah. over. time. Every okay, time. Uh, we're gonna end with Amber Heard. Uh, this is, I love this story. Yeah, I mean, you called me over the weekend and said I want to put this up, and I thought this is a good idea. Well, the reason so this was a long time coming. This has been sort of bubbling up for a few days now. Um, as Amber was testifying, what people were doing, and look, these these are Johnny Depp defenders. These are people that hate Amber Heard, and this. Amber Heard hate, and I made a point of this saying this in the post, it's real. People do not like this woman. These hashtags that are trending about her, Amber Heard's a psychopath. Amber Heard is a liar. These are full hashtags that is, exist on Twitter, 
and look, I, I'm not. I, I'm actually Team Johnny, frankly. I'll be upfront about that. But I just, she deserves a fair shake and a fair shot on the on the on the stand to give her side of the story. And we don't need misinformation or fake news. And that's sort of what happened here. So there were three instances. One was Amber um, on the stand testifying. I think it was on Thursday. And at one point, it looks like she pauses and holds a pose for the camera when she has like a, a tissue to her eye. The the video online at first looked doctored to me. I was like, somebody paused it and made it seem like she held it longer than she did. That's not the case. She did, in fact, hold that pose. So that criticism in that specific instance is warranted. Where the, they were where, saying that she was doing cocaine during that pose. There, there's, there's more. So the two Which, other, by the way, is absurd. It is. Two it, other it instances. So there's, there's another tissue moment where people, they think they see her snorting something. And then people were making the leap. Oh, my God, it must be cocaine. I don't know if she's snorting anything. Look, she might have a snot not rocket or she's something. I don't know what's snorting. The exactly. exact notion that she would snort cocaine no, on the stand I know. is so almost, positively absurd that it could gain any traction is shocking. And well, it, did, it, it, shocking. Did, it did gain traction. So there's, that's but one. I, I, can I just stop you for one second? <laughs> we just talked about, you know. Information. Information right. and yeah, banning yeah, yeah. stuff. I'm all for letting people say that, but sure. that's as stupid. And that's this that's is as us, stupid as this anything. This is us that, batting it down. We're, yeah. See, this is us. This is exactly. your theory playing out in real time. Exactly. It's so funny. Anyway, so okay. that's so the the cocaine thing's bullshit. More bullshit. Rip, uh, the talented Mr. Ripley, the the Matt uh, the Matt Damon movie, which is based on a book, etc. Um, people claim that in her first day of testimony on Wednesday that she had literally ripped off lines from the movie word for word, and this viral like uh, this viral side by side quote of hers with her, her alleged words and one of the characters words were put up and re and circulated wide. It wasn't real. Somebody <laughs> found the video and so well, we have, we have, we have, th this is from uh, the talented miss, Mr. Ripley. Yeah. Like when I was around Johnny, I felt like the most beautiful person in the whole world. You know, it made me feel seen, made me feel like a million dollars. It felt like a, a dream. It felt like absolute magic. And then he would disappear. And there'd be just no way to get a hold of him, no way to contact him. <laughs> the thing with Dickie, it's like the sun shines on you and it's glorious. And then he forgets you and it's very, very cold. So I'm learning. When you have his attention, you feel like you're the only person in the world. That's why everybody loves him. But just uh, just so people Similar understand, sentiment. hold on, just so people understand, the one with the music um, track underneath was not Amber. Yeah, yeah that's, 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 that's Gwyneth Paltrow and Matt Damon on a boat from a scene from that movie. But as you, you can, can get a backing track, <laughs> right? Right. Well, with the as you can clearly hear, they're not the same words at all. Maybe a similar sentiment, very which similar is that, sentiment. that's a, that's a fair but argument. So what? But, but but what people were claiming was that she said it word and for word. It, it. it was not true. It was not true. So. Two instances of fake news, one instance of, of real news, fine. You can criticize her for the the holding the post. Melania, I'll, I'll give you Melania that. might have done that. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. So, like, again, what, what I'll say about Amber Heard is keep keep your your um your opinions about what side you're on, keep it out and just be objective. Like, fine, you don't like her, you don't believe her, that's fine. But give her her chance to speak her testimony and don't spread misinformation about it. Like, that's the worst thing we let, can do. Like, let, in the let moment. Let me ask like you a question, because I think this is the tougher example for Bill Maher. The first one, she put a, a thing over her nose right, and it right. might have looked like she's doing cocaine. Those are, that's that's speculation. That's idle speculation sure. of morons. Maybe she is doing cocaine. Who knows? We'll never know. True. But she's not, obviously. Right. Uh, this, what's the value of this, Harvey? What is the value of some idiot By putting way, this out there and then saying, it, what it does is it creates uh, the, the, the impression right. that Amber Heard is doing a what, rehearsal and yeah. she's not. What are you intimating here? That they shouldn't, we should censor that? No. no. I, I'm asking well, what no, is the value of I it? I do not. 
I'm asking what is the okay, actual I, affirmative positive okay. value of this? None and let it zero and let it breathe. Put it out there. Don't censor it because if you're looking at things as does it have value, who's making the decision of value? Let it out there. It's, well, it certainly has harm, it's right? Dumb. Well, no, no, oh, yes, hold it on. Does. Oh, yes, it does. Oh, because oh, this on. tells people some people believed this. Okay, but and so, believe that Amber so Heard is, is hey, reciting lies. So what? Somebody actually found the video clip. This the, the theory that we're talking about actually played out in real time. Exactly. Somebody found the video clip. Yes. They did the side by side comparison. And they debunked it. And, and, they we, debunked and it. we did a story about it and debunked it further. So like, so now that narrative is done. That's now what you need. So that's sort of what in happened. A free society. Fair how Derek, many people saw the follow-up story and how many people just you, took this Derek, and right. walked away with Derek, the misimpression? So what, a lot. What's a your lot. solution? You want to ban it? I don't. You got it. What, I yes, don't. Or, yes or I don't. no? I don't. Okay. But I think this is their strongest argument. That it's this not. stuff has no value. Don't you under, and it only has harm. D- dude, you and went, you you it, went to Yale Law School. I'm you, a free speech You guy, know the but, principle that you have to tolerate dumb, inaccurate shit yeah. in order to preserve freedom. And with that, I think we should end. Because actually, I think it's my <laughs> live show. Got a live I got to go. We will, we will see you guys see Wednesday. Wednesday. Bye, guys. <laughs>